Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. One sentence summary. Delivering Happiness explains how mega online shoe retailer Zappos built a unique company culture and customer experience worth remembering, which turned it into a billion dollar business. My favorite quote from the author is, money alone isn't enough to bring happiness. Happiness is when you're actually truly okay with losing everything you have. Tony Shea. I wish I was as creative as Tony Shea. The book's name alone is the perfect company slogan. Delivering happiness. How great is that? It's simple, poignant, memorable and instantly tells you what you can expect. Ridiculously awesome customer service. Originally started by Nick Swinmurn in 1999, who initially went to shoe stores, took pictures and bought each pair at full price once he'd made a sale online. I mean, what a business model, huh? Shea's company invested and the two eventually became co-CEOs. Swinmurn left in 2006 with all his stock, which ended up being a good decision, because Zappos was acquired by Amazon in 2009 for 1.2 billion. Shea's still the CEO and there's plenty to learn from him. Here are three great lessons about building an awesome company from his 2010 New York Times bestseller. 1. Company culture is more important than customer service. 2. Choose one thing you want to be best at and then focus on that. 3. Invest $0 in marketing and everything into your product. Want to deliver happiness too? Let's go learn how to do it. Delivering happiness, lesson one. Company culture is more important than customer service. This answers the question, what's the most important aspect a new business should focus on building? At his first company, Tony Shea made the mistake of hiring too many people way too fast. This hyper growth eventually led, him, led to him coming into the office, looking around and not knowing who half the people even were. Many of these folks turned out to be a horrible fit for the company, which taught Shea a valuable lesson. Your company culture is the most important predictor of success. Hire slowly and carefully pick the people you work with. Make sure whoever you hire is someone you can go out for drinks with, because even the greatest programmer won't do your company any good if he's a pain in the ass to talk to. Tony says once he focused on developing a great company culture, the team's core values developed naturally. This makes company culture even more important than their number one focus, customer service. Why? Because it's impossible for people to give their best serving customers when they hate their work environment. If the company culture is great, however, then kick-ass customer service is the only logic consequence. A big step that helped Tony improve company culture at Zappos was to move everyone to Las Vegas, where their customer service center was. Huddle up together, spend face-to-face -face time and grow together as a team. Delivering happiness, lesson two. Be the best at one thing instead of average at many. This answers the question, where should you put your core competencies when starting a new company? Zappos entire strategy can be summarized in one word. Wow. That's all they want to hear out of their customers' mouths. Wow. They didn't try to be the cheapest online store for shoes, not the one with the biggest selection or the rarest shoes. No. Tony picked one thing, customer service, and decided Zappos would be the best in the world at it. They could have been average in all the above areas, 
but that would have never gotten them to a billion dollars in revenue. Moving everyone to Las Vegas and focusing on company culture was the ultimate commitment to a single focus. Because these were directly tied to how customer service would turn out. If Tony could only teach you one thing, it'd be this. Never outsource the one thing you're trying to be great at. You can outsource anything, but not everything. If you decide to create the greatest pizza delivery experience in the world, then you better be the one delivering the pizza. You don't have to make it, but you can't let someone else handle what's supposed to be the thing making you unique. Delivering happiness, lesson three. Invest everything into your product and let it do your marketing for you. This answers the question, what should I do with the profits that I reap from my company? Being the best in the world is hard, really hard. Even those companies who might already follow lesson two often still spread themselves too thin. Why? Because there's marketing to do, sales to be generated and new products to be developed. Instead of doing any of these, Tony says you should just reinvest everything you gain into your number one skill. Of course, Zappos could have spent its initial profits on marketing campaigns, but instead of paying the press, they focused on improving their core service so much that the press eventually came to them. Customers are constantly wowed with free shipping, surprise overnight deliveries, a 365-day guarantee, and genuinely nice conversations whenever they call in with a question. Great phone service helped them get their customers to spread the word in the beginning. But over the years, their above and beyond dedication have generated a huge media buzz without spending a single dime. My personal takeaways from Delivering Happiness for 2017. Okay, awesome guy, Tony Shea. By the way, you spell his name H-S-I-E-H. I just happen to know that it's pronounced Shea because I looked it up um, because I too wanted to know because I was like, how do I pronounce this? Um, one thing uh, about the book is, or rather about the summary on Blinkist, what it's missing is sort of Tony's personal story. I know that in the book, I've uh, read some segments of it. I know that in the book, Tony describes a lot of his personal early entrepreneurial experience and so on and so forth. Um, but that's not that none of it makes it into the summary. So the summary is purely practical and gives you business lessons. But I'm afraid that they lose a little bit of their touch because they lack the story component that Tony brings to the table. Here's one thing, uh, for example, I found uh, I found out. Tony's very first uh, attempt at entrepreneurship, Tony's apparently a true bred entrepreneur because it was when he was nine years old. He started a worm farm. So he had this idea that he could, uh, because worms need very little to reproduce and worms are... I don't know what you call that, but basically they're male and female at the same time so they can um, so they can impregnate themselves and multiply really fast. So it's like, okay, let me just get a couple of worms, they multiply, I sell what I have over and then I just keep nourishing the worms so that they keep replicating and he would have a huge business, right? <clears throat> of course, that business tanked. Um, uh, I, I can't remember. I think he's, he smothered the worms somewhere because he used the wrong kind of soil. I don't, I don't remember. But um, funny bits like this, you'll only get them from the book. So that said, of course, the lessons are uh, the lessons in this book. They stack well on top. So company culture, fix your inside first, right? Like don't fix the sink, fix the well. If your company culture, if your people aren't getting along, nothing's gonna happen. Second, 
take one thing, focus on that, be the best in the world, uh, as Seth Godin would say in The Dip, which is another great book about tangentially related to this topic. Um, be the best in your world, and that's very subjective, because your world might be the block that your restaurant is on, and the best might be the best pizza. Uh, pick one thing, focus on that, and then reinvest everything you have into that. And so one thing I would like to piggyback on uh, on a more personal level because uh, you might not be a company or have a company, but you might be an artist or solo entrepreneur. Never outsource the one thing you're trying to be great at. So uh, I was listening to an interview this week and that was really interesting. Uh, it was about writing. And as I'm trying to write more and make more money from writing and have writing be the focus of my work, it's very interesting because the more I write, of course, the more traction I get and the more opportunities come my way to do things. And it's very interesting that a lot of these opportunities are uh, not for writing. So, uh, and sometimes people have even said to me like, oh, have someone else write the summaries on 4-Minute Books or why don't you have someone write blog posts for you? And I'm like... That's my personal blog. Like it has my name on it. It's NiklasGuke.com. Why the hell would I have people guest write on there, right? Like it makes no sense from a sort of ethical standpoint. It might make sense from a financial standpoint because I could focus on other things. But why should I make the reward or the the forward motion of me becoming more successful with writing make it to stop writing or to write less? Like that's stupid. Um, <clears throat> and it's the same thing, right? So if you want to, uh, I don't know, like build a comedy channel on YouTube, don't try to have someone write jokes for you. Like that's just not going to work. Um, and it shouldn't work, right? Because then you're outsourcing your core skill to someone else. So really important to keep this in mind. I think both on a uh, personal and uh, business level. Also reinvest. I like. I gave myself the same basic uh, rule, like zero dollars spent on marketing or paid advertising. I did those. I don't know, like two years in or so. It was the first time I even tried something like Facebook ads because online is so much. There's so much you can do before spending a single dollar. Uh, so especially in the beginning when you don't have the money, don't try to spend money on things that you can't possibly see the ROI on. Right. You'd be much better off getting sticking with writing, getting a writing training or going to a seminar or buying a book that'll make you a better writer uh, than, I don't know, buying Facebook ads or Instagram ads or a pre-roll ad on YouTube somewhere. <clears throat> All right, that's my uh, additional spiel to this book. Uh, again, great slogan, Delivering Happiness. I just love it. And I think it's perfect. I wish I had a thought of that for something. Um, hope you enjoyed this book. Hope you'll check out Tony Shea and learn some more from him. I think he's written a couple of blog posts too. And see you on the next summary.